You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together, we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode 23 of Healing Through Tarot. I am your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. In this episode, I will discuss the importance of mental health check-ins for yourself. I will share some self-care decks that I have and use for this purpose. And I will share a 10-card custom mental health check-in spread for self-assessment that is inspired from the mental status exams I give in my private practice. I want to start this discussion by pointing out that it is so important to monitor your mental health routinely. Often we don't realize how stressed out we are, and much of the time we wait until things have progressed significantly before we are willing to sit down and take a look at how that's impacting us mentally and emotionally. Mental health is a subject that is often overlooked in society, and some people are very uncomfortable talking openly about any struggles they are experiencing. It is vital that we start to make mental health a priority and that we talk about our experiences more so we don't feel shame about any mental health issues we are struggling with. There is nothing shameful about having mental health conditions or seeking help and treatment to address and manage these issues. The more we talk about our own experience with anxiety, stress, and depression, the more we can normalize these struggles and stop feeling alone in our experiences. And by talk about, I don't mean to vent about them all the time or ruminate excessively over these issues, because that can keep us rooted firmly in the situation. I mean that we should acknowledge our struggles and experiences and talk openly about how we're healing and solving our issues and what we have found helpful in that process as we heal. Roughly 25% of Americans experience at least one mental condition So that is one in every four Americans. A larger portion of society experiences sub-threshold symptoms, which means they may experience a milder form of depression or anxiety than is required to meet the diagnostic criteria for these disorders. This means that in a person's lifetime, they're very likely to experience some form of grief, anxiety, and depressed symptoms, at least to a mild or even moderate degree. It is important to understand that it is normal to go through cycles of mood fluctuation with life changes and certain milestones in life. So of course it's normal to have some depressive symptoms after a relationship breakup or a divorce, being laid off at work, or after a family death. There is such a wide range of human emotion that we will experience over the course of a lifetime. So we need to be able to talk about each of these emotional experiences more openly. Suicidal thoughts are more common than you would think, but you might not even know it because most people are terrified or ashamed to admit that they've had these thoughts. We have to dismantle the shame around suicidality if we have any chance to address this issue. Suicidal rates are climbing, especially in this pandemic climate and with the increased level of hate crimes, bullying, and harassment that we've all witnessed in recent years. Many people in the spiritual community face depression and even suicidality during their awakening period. 
The dark night of the soul is a term that most of us use when referring to these hard times. I've experienced this myself, and a term that I've come across recently that also fit was existential depression, which is when you feel lost and unsure of how you fit in the larger purpose in life. When you are awakening and feel stuck in the process between your old life and the new life that you're starting to imagine for yourself, you can feel on shaky ground. You're not fully rooted in either viewpoint yet, and it can feel unsettling, vulnerable, and you can feel fragile. This can lead to deep depression, hopelessness, helplessness, and even suicidal thoughts. It can feel like you are alone at the bottom of a dark well with no real hope that you will make it to safe ground again. This is a very precarious time. I know from experience that there are moments you may not even be sure you can hold on until morning. Those real depressive lows really seem to hit hard in the middle of the night when you're all alone. This is when I relied most heavily on my card readings. I would just shuffle and shuffle and shuffle again to hold on. Card after card would pop out and give me just the message I needed to understand what was triggering me at the moment and what I could do to help pull me through. That is why you often hear me say that finding tarot saved me. Different people gravitate to different tools. I've noticed that in the spiritual community, meditation is often what pull people through, or yoga, or energy healing. Tarot and oracle cards were the tools that I clung to in order to make sense of my own awakening process that was occurring. And many of us are going through our awakening during this pandemic, which further complicates this process. This pandemic has impacted every single being on the planet in some fashion. We aren't all impacted to the same degree or in the same ways, though. That is very important to point out. The level of impact varies due to so many different factors. But it is safe to say that we've all been affected in some way, somehow. Mental health professionals are seeing and reporting increased levels of depression and suicide, and anxiety is where we see the biggest peaks, especially in those suffering with OCD, like myself, given the contamination and infection worries that many with OCD already face. I have noticed that people are talking more about mental health and making it more of a priority since we've all been dealing with these effects of the pandemic and long periods of isolation and quarantine. These conversations are a positive step in the right direction. I've also observed that some people are ready to rush back to normal now that we have vaccines that are more widely available. So now is a good time to assess your life pre-pandemic and determine if that is a healthy routine to rush back to. We also need to acknowledge that quarantine has had some positives for some people. It became apparent very early on during quarantine how exhausted and overstimulated we all felt from our pre-pandemic routines. The slower pace and the downtime has had benefits for those of us that are not essential workers. They are obviously exhausted from working around the clock to treat those with COVID-19. So I'm referring to non-essential workers. Post-pandemic, hopefully we will have a chance to decide how much of our time we want to still devote to some of those activities that seem to leave us drained. I know for me personally that the downtime during quarantine has led to more creativity, 
more time for reflection and for life assessment, even amid my escalating anxiety and OCD symptoms. Isolating from others helped me keep more of my own energy for myself because being around others can be incredibly draining for empaths. So during quarantine, my creativity soared and I will have to work out a new routine to help balance everything out again once we all shift back into interacting in person again. My plan is to not rush back to that just yet. I'm going to be overly cautious and protective of my schedule so that I can still create as long as I can sustain it. Everyone has to make these personal assessments for themselves because we all have different priorities and we all have different job requirements and obligations. Some people are privileged and will have more control over their work schedules and their interaction levels, while many do not. All of these factors vary, and it is important to assess how all of that impacts your personal mental health. Work and social stressors are hugely impactful, and each of us respond to them differently. It is more important than ever to increase our self-awareness and to routinely check in on our mental state to determine when we need extra rest, time to recharge, or when we need to ask for help from others, even mental health professionals. Tarot and Oracle cards are a great way to gain insight and reflection into your current mental state. So if you are wondering how you are faring with all of these changes we've been experiencing, I suggest you pull some cards on it. Tarot is an amazing tool for healing because just the act of working with the tarot is transformative. It doesn't even matter what your skill level is. I see so many people worrying if they have the card meanings exactly on point, and that's not even the most valuable part of your tarot work. The value comes from personal insights you have when pulling a card, or maybe from a memory that's triggered when looking at an image on a particular tarot or oracle card. Don't focus so much on book meanings. Focus on how you feel when pulling the cards. Start a journal practice and write down any thoughts or insights that may come to mind as you start to scan the images for patterns. Just by working with the tarot itself, we are changed. We become more self-aware. It changes how we view ourselves, others around us, and life itself. And that is a beautiful process. Tarot always reminds me that we are co-creators in this life, not passive participants. Resist the urge to fly on autopilot. Challenge yourself to be conscious. Don't give up your power by thinking you're insignificant or a pawn in someone else's game, because you are powerful. You just need to see that. Now let me cover a few three-card spreads that you can use on a routine basis to get a snapshot of your mental health. We'll start with the very popular mind-body-spirit spread. Pull a card for each of these areas to check in on your mental and physical health. Then we have the subconscious, conscious, and superconscious spread. The subconscious covers what you are not consciously aware of, what sits just below the surface. The card for your conscious will cover what you are consciously aware of in your daily life. And the superconscious is what I call the soul level or the bird's eye view. Then we have my favorite two three-card spreads. 
obstacle, advice, lesson, and situation, advice, outcome. These are my go-to three-card spreads to get a quick read on what's currently going on and what I have to learn from it. I will share a custom spread at the end of the episode that takes you through 10 aspects of mental health to assess your current mental state right after a quick break. I've created a line of Healing Through Tarot spread ebooks that are for sale on my website, healingthroughtarot.com. There's a spread for all seasons that contains 17 custom spreads designed to guide you through the seasons of any year. It covers holidays, birthdays, full and new moons, Mercury retrogrades, seasonal spreads, year-end and year-ahead spreads, and eclipses with weekly and monthly spreads that you can reuse again and again year after year. This spread ebook is $10. I also have two volumes of healing and mental health spreads, each with 15 spreads centered around healing and mental health issues, including anxiety, body healing, managing depression, restoring balance, ancestral karma clearing, family healing, self-care, and much, much more. These two volumes complement each other, but each can also stand alone. Volume 1 is $13, and Volume 2 is $14. You can find all of these spread ebooks on my website, healingthroughterra.com, and I'm currently working on a new spread ebook that consists of 20 shadow work spreads coming out in the fall of 2022. This Healing Through Terror line of spread ebooks is designed to help take you through the healing work needed to heal old wounds and step into brand new energy of empowerment. Together, we can heal through tarot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you would like to support this podcast monthly, please consider signing up for a small pledge to help me be able to continue to produce these quality episodes every two weeks. There's a listener support link at the bottom of the show notes for each episode. You can also find that link on the Anchor site for my podcast, and it's also provided in my companion blogs for each podcast episode on my website, healingthroughterror.com. Any pledge is appreciated. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. For the second part of this episode, I will share with you three decks that I consider to be self-care decks or self-empowerment decks, and then I will share with you my 10-card spread I created for a mental health check-in. The Self-Care Cards by Cheryl Richardson is a 52-card deck that offers practical ways to honor your self-care. 
Each card offers inspiration and self-care quotes, suggestions, and specific actions to improve the quality of your life. This is a simple but effective deck to identify areas where self-care would be beneficial. There are cards dealing with setting boundaries, trusting yourself, listening to inner wisdom, increasing self-respect, and setting priorities. There is no guidebook with this deck to worry with. The cards have a simple keyword and image on one side of the card and a short message on the back side of the cards with suggestions for self-care. These self-care cards are great to pull from routinely, either once a day or once a week, to see which areas of your life need more care and attention. The Power of Surrender Cards by Dr. Judith Orloff is another simple but to-the-point deck. Again, there is no guidebook. This is also a 52-card deck and helps you identify what you need to surrender in order to transform your life. I have found these cards to be very accurate and wonderful to use for journaling and healing. Pull a few of these cards around a full moon to work on releasing what is holding you back. Some of my favorite cards from this deck are Surrender to Your Full Strength, Surrender Your Fear of Change, Surrender to Success, Surrender Your Need to Always Be Right, and Surrender to Magic. Dr. Orloff is a psychiatrist, an empath, and an intuitive healer, and is the author of the book, The Empath's Survival Guide, which I love as an empath. I will put a link for that book in the show notes, as I highly recommend that book for empaths. Christiane Northrup is a medical doctor who created the oracle deck called Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. This oracle deck helps women with clarity, fulfillment, and success in five major life areas. Fertility and creativity, partnership, self-expression, self-care and nurturance, and enlightened mind and heart. These cards are gorgeous and have an ethereal, almost surreal, artistic feel to them. There are 50 cards that help create unity with our mind, body, and spirit. This deck helps pinpoint areas of your body and life that need more attention or healing. I recommend each of these decks for self-care practices. They are easy to read and interpret and are great for a daily card pull to check in on what areas need attention at the moment. I was just telling a lovely listener the other day that I view my tarot readings as gifts to myself. It is my own type of self-care. I read in the middle of the night when it is quiet so I can turn everything off and slow my mind down. Pulling cards for me is my version of meditating. I can connect to myself at the soul level and see what messages come through of support or guidance. It always feels positive and uplifting, like giving myself a hug or a pep talk. Even when the messages are stern, I still feel blessed to have that guidance coming through. I view those messages as tough love that's meant to get me on the right track. It is a dose of daily encouragement and is the one routine that I know without a doubt is essential for my mental health. I want to make sure that I put this disclaimer out there since we are talking about mental health in this episode. 
Tarot readings are not meant to be a substitute for therapy. Just like what we talk about in this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for consulting a mental health care provider. Therapy is a very important process if you are dealing with a psychological or emotional issue that needs exploring. If you feel like you need help, I encourage you to find a therapist in your area to help you work through those issues. I see tarot readings as an extra dose of support and guidance. In the same way that journaling is helpful, readings are also therapeutic because they help you connect to thoughts and feelings that may be hidden just under the surface. You are giving your subconscious mind an outlet to bring to your awareness things that you have not fully looked at that may be contributing to patterns in your life. It is my hope that the tarot will be used in therapy in the near future since I see it as an effective and therapeutic tool. I am hoping to introduce more therapists to the healing aspect of tarot through this podcast in hopes that more therapists will feel comfortable talking about the use of it either in session or discussing themes from tarot readings that clients may bring into sessions. There is such a beautiful synergy between psychology and tarot for me, so they naturally go together the way I view it. The more we talk about the tarot system openly and discuss how we utilize it in our healing journeys, the more we can break down the stigma that has surrounded tarot for far too long. I can feel that there will be a breakthrough with tarot and psychology very soon. I'm already starting to see the two blended together more and more. We can be part of this evolution if more of us start to share more openly about our own healing process. That was my main purpose for starting this podcast. I wanted to document my healing process with the tarot in hopes that it would inspire others to give tarot a try and see how it could help elevate the healing process. And from the feedback that I've been getting, Many of you listeners have also been benefiting from your own tarot work for healing and shadow work. Keep up the good work, card slingers. Now I will share with you the 10 card spread I created to assess your current mental health state. I composed a prompt for each area of a standard mental status evaluation. I often have to assess mental status for psychological evaluations, so I use those evaluations as inspiration for this spread. I call this spread the Healing Through Tarot Mental Health Check-In Spread. And you could use either Oracle or Tarot cards for this spread. Just shuffle and pull a card for each of the following areas. First, we're going to start with Mood. Your mood is your emotional state. It is how you are feeling currently. Then we're going to move to affect. Your affect is the expression of emotion. You want to assess if your affect matches your mood. Behavior. This reflects our actions and conduct. For example, someone could have erratic or impulsive behavior or be cautious and careful. Next, we have thought content. This is what you are thinking about. So the card should reflect what your mind has been focused on recently. Next, we move to thought process. This will reflect the flow of thoughts. Are they scattered, tangential, logical, disorganized, or organized? 
Next is communication or speech, and we'll deal with your throat chakra. Check to see if your speech is slurred, slowed, pressured, rapid, or normal. Now we move on to perception of reality. This is the quality of your thought organization. Are your thoughts paranoid, delusional, oriented, fragmented, or disorganized? Here I would look for the Devil card or the Seven of Cups card. Those cards signal illusion, delusion for me. Judgment. This is the ability to make logical decisions. Check to see if the cards show if your judgment is normal, fair, or poor. Insight. This is the level of your self-awareness. And the last card is motivation. What drives you? You may see themes here of money, success, fear, love, or passion. So this spread taps into multiple areas of your mental health. If you want to pull cards on the state of your mental health on a more frequent basis, I would suggest choosing three of these areas to shorten the card pulls. You don't want to have to pull 10 cards every week. So for example, I would choose mood, thought process, and perception of reality. But feel free to choose any three that you gravitate towards. If you want to throw this spread for yourself, you can find this spread on my blog, on my website, healingthroughtarot.com. And I've posted a graphic of this spread on my Healing Through Tarot accounts on both Pinterest and Instagram. I would love to see a photo of your mental health spreads. Please tag me on Instagram at Healing Through Tarot and please use the hashtag HTT Mental Health Check-In Spread. Also, I have a book recommendation for you if you're interested in books on holistic healing. I just read the new book by Dr. Nicole LaPera. It's called How to Do the Work. She's a fellow clinical psychologist and you may know her on Instagram or YouTube as the Holistic Psychologist. She focuses on how to heal yourself like I do, and she talks a lot about nutritional links to depression and anxiety and using breathwork techniques to lower your stress level and anxiety level. It is a great book, and she has amazing information that she shares on Instagram as well. A link to her new book and links to all the decks I discussed in this episode are included in the show notes and on my blog for this episode. I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who participated in my self-improvement terror challenge on Instagram for the month of April. It was a lot of fun seeing all of your car pulls every day. I'm so impressed by how many of you are taking this time right now to focus on yourselves and heal your own trauma and finding ways to connect to your inner self on a deeper level. I just want you to know that I see you putting in the work and I truly believe in that saying, heal thyself, heal the world. So each one of us doing this inner work right now is lifting up the entire collective each time we work on ourselves. I will be taking a short break for two months over the summer to spend some more time writing on my fictional divination book series and creating new content for the podcast. I will be back with new episodes on July 19th, which will be an exact year from my podcast launch date. I'm so excited to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Healing Through Tarot with you with brand new episodes. Now would be a good time to catch up on past episodes if you haven't listened to all the content from the podcast over the past year. 
We've covered a large range of topics, and there are 17 custom tear spreads you can throw if you've missed any along the way. You can find all of the spreads on my Healing Through Tarot Pinterest account. They are all posted together under my board called Healing Through Tarot Custom Tarot Spreads. My favorite episodes that I've recorded so far include Episode 6, The Taming Your Critic Episode, Episode 11 and 12, For Personal and Collective Healing, and Ancestral Karmic Clearing and Healing, which are very important areas to work on right now to help heal the collective. And if you're a writer or creator, that Episode 7 is perfect for you because this is where I talk about using tarot for creative projects and I focus primarily on how I use tarot in my own writing process. If you are enjoying the content that I've been putting out, please share it with others who you feel will find this information valuable. And please leave a rating and a review for the podcast as that helps others find me. My goal is to reach as many people as I can to help spread this message that we each have the ability to heal ourselves and create a life worth living. Thank you to my new podcast supporters who pledge monthly on Anchor. Your support means the world to me. I don't want to call out names just in case you want to remain anonymous. I will just say thank you to JS and IJ. You know who you are. See you in July when I return with new episodes of Healing Through Tarot. Have a great summer, card slingers. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow card readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on HealingThroughTarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through, spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.